For a time, we tried to contact him by radio, but no response. Welcome, everybody, to the first 2021 live edition of the Dunmarks podcast. Myself, Steve, welcome, you guys. We have Chris, Donald, and Jason with us, the Fantastic Four. Um, I don't know who's who. We can sort out, sort out who wants to be the invisible woman later. But um, Who's the big rock everybody. dude? I figure that's who I am. Yeah, well, well <laughs> welcome, everybody. Uh, new year, new roles, new game. We will be going live each and every Saturday morning at 11 o'clock for you guys. Uh, better than your Saturday morning cartoons from back in the day. And uh, hope that you guys can join us on a weekly basis to shoot the shit on everything in pro wrestling, sports, entertainment, movies, life in general, parenting, whatever you guys want to talk about. We're here to talk about open dialogue back and forth between us and Yins. And as you can tell, we are from Pittsburgh. If you haven't heard the accent before or the localese with Yins, y'all, down there, downtown. Uh, washer, dryer, clicker, remote, rubber band. We could do a whole podcast on Pittsburgh lingo, but that's for another time and place. Gentlemen, how was your new year? Welcome 2021. 2020 can get the f- out. How's Happy everybody? New year, gentlemen. How's Happy everybody year? doing? Everybody good? We're here. Yep. Yep. I, um, so my birthday is New Year's Eve. Uh, turn, turn, the big three, turn the big three seven. Thank you. Um, inching closer to that four zero mark. Um, but I, I decided to party and drink like I turned 21 again, <laughs> given the status of the year. I felt it was appropriate to pull my jersey out of the rafters and party hard like it was, um, you know, 1999, as the song says. But so how you feeling? <laughs> I'm still recovering two days later. Uh, it's rough. How'd you feel yesterday? Yesterday was really bad. Um, You know, I I ate some good hangover food. I had some leftover triangle hoagie. For those of you guys that don't know, it's a Pittsburgh staple and um, one of the best subs you can get. So I ate that as some hangover food and then um, slept from about 1.30 to 4.30 and woke up, you know, feeling somewhat good. So, yeah, that's... uh, I don't recommend it. It was a it was a bold strategy that did not pay off for me. Sometimes whenever I drink now, it's not the day after, it's the day after that that it really messes me up. Or like if I do anything, like I might I might feel fine the next day and then it's just like, "Oh, nope, 2 days later, yep, no, can't do anything." So. Yeah, that was the last go round for me. Um I think 2021, I'll, I'll, I'll have the occasional beer um, or drink, mixed drink on our drink of the week segment each week. But other than that, I, I, I think I've officially retired my jersey for good. Uh, no need to do that again. There was a lot of whiskey. Um, never say never. <laughs> I, I don't even remember. At one point, I was doing shots of Goldschlager at like 3 o'clock in the morning. I have no idea if that was the case. But my wife... Damn. My wife made sure she reminded me um, yesterday whenever I woke up. So, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> besides, that, 
Yeah, hope everybody had a good new year. Uh, what do you guys want to get into an intro here? What do you guys want to touch on? What you see this week? Well, I can start. Um, yeah, I've been in lockdown for 14 days. And if you know, lockdown for 14 days, you knew what I had. So, <laughs> yep, yep. Glad, to see, glad to see you back. We we went with the triple threat edition last week. Um, hoping you, 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 you were able to get through that and come out on the other side. So glad to see that that's over and done with for you. Um, so since on lockdown, I, I feel a lot better, a lot better. I still got a week to go, but a lot better than what it was last week. But since I was on my lockdown, I finally got to uh, see the John Wick trilogies and the Lord of the Rings trilogies I've been putting off. The John Wick what? trilogy, A+. plus. I love them a lot, especially the I first agree. one. But the yeah. Lord of the Rings trilogies, nah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, they weren't for me at all. I stuck it out for the whole, like, 10 hours of each of the two movies. But, yeah. nah, I couldn't do without it. <laughs> I've never watched the Lord of the Rings movie from start to finish. Never read the books. Uh, that type of stuff, just never, I never got into. So I agree. I won't go back and revisit that. I watched the first movie. That's the only one I've ever seen. I wasn't a fan. And that's as far as I ever got into that. John Wick movies, I love, though. I was late to the game. I didn't see to watch any of them until right before the third one came out. But yeah, don't mess with the dude's dog. That's that's the moral of that story. <laughs> I think I watched three. You haven't seen three yet? Nah, not yet. If if you like one, then you'll like all the others. That's pretty much yeah. how I feel on that movie. Yeah. Um, I it, uh since since we are uh, you'll you'll hear us talk about food and snacks and that um on this podcast. We're 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 chubby kids and fat kids at heart, so we like to keep our ears to the ground and eyes out for any new uh, snacks and anything of that nature that catches our eye. <laughs> I did see this week a couple of things. I'm. I, this is this is not for me, but I, I think Donald and Jason may may appreciate this. So Mountain Dew has released a new flavor called Major Melon. Um, that that started showing up in in stores. I'm not a Mountain Dew drinker. Never have. Couldn't drink it back in the day, and definitely won't drink it now. Um, but. Uh, that was interesting. Um, That's every see. time for me. And then um, Reese's. I know we, we've had some debate with Reese's on this podcast. Donald put it in his bottom five worst Halloween candies back <laughs> with the Halloween edition. Um, <laughs> but you can get a you can get a Reese's variety pack filled with thirty full size Reese's products. So if you are a chocolate and peanut butter cup lover or Reese Pieces or any of the combinations of Reese's that are out there, um, you can definitely go on and get that variety pack. That sounds like something, you know, as a kid back in the day, in, in at least in our school, junior high wise, like you would get that 30 pack and you would bring that to school and sell it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, like we did with the watermelon suckers and the caramel right. suckers. You, 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 you get that box and you hustle that box and, and get some money off of that. Jason, you got that variety pack yet? That sounds something up your alley. Nah, I'm pretty sure about 25 will be regular Reese's. <laughs> I mean, it, it, has, it, it has everything in it. Um, so, it, I mean, there's that. And then the other thing that I saw, and I don't know how Yins will feel about this, but um, Twix and Snickers are now in drinks. 
So it's like a, a Twix flavor drink and a Snickers flavor drink. Um, they're chocolate milks. So those of you guys that are chocolate milk lovers, you can now get chocolate milk Twix or chocolate milk Snickers. To me, that's a little bit overkill. Um, I don't think I'll venture into that into that realm. But for those of you guys that, that do that, you're, you're more than welcome to hop in and, and try those out. So if you see those anywhere, if you pick that up, let us know what you think. And um, we'll, we'll talk about it on the pod later on. But any, any of those sound interesting to you guys? All of them. <laughs> I knew you could say that. All of them. I don't know if you guys uh, ever tried, like, the Turner's special milks when they come out. But they announced this week that they're teaming up with Oakmont Bakery. And, and Oakmont mm-hmm. Bakery creates, like, a cake called the Oakmonter, where it's, like, half chocolate cake, half cheesecake. And that's going to be a milk coming out the end of January. Ever since I, milk milk. I wanted bottled cereal milk. What, wasn't, wasn't milk supposed to be good for you? Wasn't that the tagline? Like, but, milk, it, it, it does a body yeah. good? It, not it, now. Milk is not doing your body good. <laughs> got milk? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, not not at all. I, I, I'll pass on that milk for sure. <laughs> um <laughs> What else? Um, I did see. I know we, we we talk about old school shows here and game shows and stuff like that um, from back in the day. Little nostalgia feel. There was a article out there that said the reboot of the Power Rangers um, may return all of the original cast. No. So <laughs> um, the original cast. Except one, all, right? All green rangers. <laughs> no yellow all ranger green in that, green. right? That's it. <laughs> yeah, it's, the original um, six. Well, got to be the original five. And yeah. it's it, now they, they. I mean, they they prefaced it with a May return, but it, it's in talks to have everybody come back that's able to come back. Um, so take that for what it's worth. Um, well, when they've done reunion shows like on the the new versions of Power Rangers, you know, Jason David Frank's always there. Uh, Austin St. John's been there a lot lately, and um, what was the chick that played Kimberly? What was her name? Amy Jo Johnson. Yeah. She she had been on, but I don't remember seeing any of the other ones, so. Didn't the Blue Rangers stay on for a while? Maybe. I don't know. Uh, okay, so we I didn't know, but we got a little comment here. Shelby T, thanks for the shout out. The Yellow Ranger passed away in a car crash. That's what I thought. I couldn't remember what, what she passed away from. No idea. Thanks, thanks for the thanks for the info there, Shelby. Um all right, well, rest in peace to her. Don't know when she passed away, but that that sucks. Um hey, like I, you know, I get it now. Everything that was old is new again, especially with TV and movies and shows. We're seeing this. Some of it's good. Some of it's been really bad. Like the Saved by the Bell was really bad. (laughs) Really Uh, bad. That was awful. So, I mean, it may work out. It may not. I mean, those types of shows, I think, are are hard to replicate because of the time and place that they came out. Uh, We saw that a couple years ago when Beverly Hills 90210, they brought that back, and that didn't work. That lasted for a couple episodes, and they pulled it because the ratings fell, even though it had the whole cast in it. Some things you just need to leave in the past. Like, let it it be. Don't don't try to recreate. Don't reinvent the wheel, as they like to say. 
Jason, oh, yeah, really. This could really? transition Don't to the best thing we watched this week. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you say? This could transition to the best thing we watched this week. We talk about that, but what did we all watch yesterday? The complete season of. Yeah. Hey, listen, Cobra, Cobra Kai stands by itself. Okay, <laughs> stands by itself. All Cobra right? Kai you, will never die. If you want to do a remake and you want to make it good, I suggest that the creators and the writers of shows go and study what they do with Cobra Kai because that's the right way to do a remake. You tie in, the, you tie in the old with the new. It's separate storylines, but yet it feels like it's a continuation of the last 35 years in the Valley, um, but you know, between Johnny and Daniel LaRusso. So we're not going to spoil anything here. If you haven't watched season three, go back and watch it. If you haven't seen any of them, hop on Netflix. They're it's a really great show, written really well. I was up till 4 a.m. last night, binging through the season. So, um, between my hangover and that, that's why I kind of look the way I do right now. <laughs> I finished like around like midnight, one a.m. last night, so I'm I'm there with you too. But yeah, I'm I'm glad I watched it. It was it was I thought it was a really good season. Hey, it, loved it. A they lot. Left, you know, I'm I'm ready for season four already. So yeah, kudos to them. They did a good job with that, um, getting everybody on board. And then uh, I guess entertainment wise, one of the other things I saw this week, um, as far as Marvel goes. We talk Marvel every now and again on here, big big Marvel fans. Um, the release for, I guess, the four main Marvel movies this year to come out, uh, given the, the new schedule that they postponed stuff with. You got Black Widow on May 7th, mm-hmm. Shang-Chi July 9th, Eternals November 5th, and Spider-Man Home Run December 17th. Um, so... Looks like you're you're getting about one a quarter. Um, I don't know if Venom is gonna be released this year as well, um, or if anything else will come out. But I, to me, out of these four, I definitely want to see three out of the four. I'm not that familiar with the Eternals, um, as far as the comic book goes and the characters that are, that deal with that. But I'll wa- I'll watch the other three for sure. Yeah, then on top of that, don't forget you have all the Marvel TV shows going on Disney Plus starting uh, January 15th with WandaVision. And I think I saw an article this week that said there's a good chance uh, for the majority of the year there will be something Marvel released every week. Yeah, I mean, they listen, they they back they got a they got a backload of it, right? Yeah. 2020 put everything on the back burner. They they pushed a lot of stuff back, moved stuff around. Um you know, some stuff that we wanted to see sooner got pushed back even later. So if, if you're a fan of different things, you'll have to wait even longer because of COVID and everything that happened. I will be interested to see what they do during the year as far as are they going to put it on Disney Plus the same mm-hmm. day it comes out in theaters? Um, kind of like, you know, Wonder Woman did with HBO Max um, and, and that deal. But if it'll be free, will you have to pay for it on Disney Plus? Like, oh, you'll pay on Disney Plus. See how they're how they're going to break that down. <laughs> well, right now on Disney Plus, they only have um, I forget what the name of the movie is. It's like the next cartoon movie coming out. That they're planning on having you pay for that, but they haven't released any other ones that'll be on Premiere Access. But it wouldn't surprise me if they didn't do the Marvel stuff to be paid access to. 
yeah, I mean, we'll we'll see. It's definitely like we talked about last week. We're going to see the industry is going to change in in some way as far as going to the movies and how it's going to play out. COVID it caused a lot of change to a lot of businesses and in the movie industry, brick and mortar buildings going to the movies, which I'm still a fan of going to the movies and sitting in a mm-hmm. movie theater. It's yeah. just times are different now. So I don't know how, you know, what the response is going to be to people going back to the movie theaters, you know, how that's going to look. I think most people are going to need that though. Cause this is me watching the movie every, this is all I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So, so that's a good that's a good segue into um you know HBO Max last weekend released Wonder Woman 84. I mean, did everybody watch that or yeah, uh, you hold them off? Yeah, I watched it. I have yeah. not watched I have not watched it. Um everything that I saw, and again, we won't do spoilers, but the the things that I saw um that read and I read that weren't spoiler related, um it was not great. I believe it, it overtook Suicide Squad as the the lowest rated movie on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, it, so it might even because whenever X Men Apocalypse came out, that was pretty trash. Like that's kind of like the lowest for superhero movies for me in a way, and it's around there. I think it's it was pretty bad. Like I it I didn't was. care for the villains. I didn't care for the story. I thought it the movie was, was too long. It's been a Marvel Homer. It wasn't. <laughs> you know I mean, me. I didn't like the first one right. either. So the plot like, wasn't that good for me. Not he didn't all. like the first Wonder Woman, so he's going in hating. I don't know. Like my, you know, talking talking with with people that have seen it, um, you know, without them giving me details, you know, they said they could have made a lot of things look better in the movie itself. Um, you had all this time before it came out. Why not go back and, and brush up on those finer details? So some of the, whether it's some of the CGI scenes or whatever, just didn't come off as well as they should have, given the fact that they had time to go in and and make those changes and corrections to, to make it a better looking product. Um, I don't know if that takes away from the movie itself uh, for anybody, but yeah, I, I don't know. I think, I was interested to see it, and now I'm going to pass. It, it, it kind of saw on HBO Max instead of the movie theaters because I wouldn't have been real mad if I would have had to pay for that. I agree. I'm, I'm glad I watched it on HBO Max too. Okay. All right. Um, anything else, uh, movie wise, intro wise, that we want to jump into? Um, yes. The uh, PS5 front. Um, the scalpers now they are getting a little desperate because. The holiday rush is over with, and Sony announced that they're going to be in uh, full production of the PS5, and so they're dropping their prices a lot on like the uh, resale market stuff. So except like two thousand dollars and sixteen hundred, I've been seeing them for around like seven hundred to like nine hundred now. So hey, listen, still trying to get the money, but <laughs> listen, I'm, I'm, I might hold out. I might hold out like you do when you go pay scalpers to get into a Steeler game. Oh, we're all wait, we're. <laughs> We're seven minutes into the first quarter already. Um, why don't you why don't you cough those up for for twenty instead of trying to charge me sixty? Like you're gonna walk away with nothing, so you might as well come down and, and let me get it at a better price. But hey, yeah. there's stim- the stimulus check started coming out this week, so you know everybody can get a PS5 now if they wanted to. And then I still wait on it too because they found out that the um, 
the adaptive triggers are now breaking in the controllers. So Sony has to look at that. So hey. it's a mess. <laughs> so just wait. <laughs> wait. Yeah, definitely. Wait. Well, they weren't good. The only time they were good was with the PS4. They've yes. always had problems with those. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that was just a, pretty much the same controller as the PS3 controller, right? It was just a little bit different design. No, it, was, it was different. Oh. But yeah, they redesigned the whole thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, I know, again. like the touchpad thing was on there, but other than that, I figured it was the same controller. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but that's all I have on the gaming front. Right. Did any? So we were talking about movies today. The other movie that came out last weekend was Soul on Disney Plus. Did anybody check that out? Yeah, I did. Wa- I watched that. Uh, we had we had family movie night. Um, I'm gonna go back and watch that movie again. That was like one of the deeper or deepest kids movies that I've ever watched. There's a lot of a lot of stuff there on a lot of levels. It it's done really well. Um, and it really should be. I don't know what they're gonna do for as far as like Oscars go and that. You know, it's a it, it was a weird year. Um, if they're even gonna do a show like that based off of stuff that was and was not released, but on a normal year. I know, like Spider-Man in the you know in the Spider-Verse got consideration for for best picture and whatnot. I believe Soul should be up in that category as far as being that that type of movie. It was, Had you ever watched Inside Out? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yep. It reminded me a lot of that, but yeah, it was even more in depth than I thought Inside Out was. Like I felt uh, we watched it yesterday, and it felt like it was more of an adult movie than it was a kid's movie, but sometimes that's the way Pixar movies are, too. You know, they're more yeah. adult-themed. Yeah, if you, if by all means, if you don't have kids and you're looking for a good movie to watch, um, uh, you know, I would I would re- recommend it for anybody to, to get on and watch that. It was it was definitely worth the time and, and good movie. So, there's that. Oh, one, one other thing I wanted to bring up, and I was going to bring it up in sports, but since we're talking about movies and, and HBO and, and stuff, um, HBO Documentaries is doing The Rise, The Fall, The Return, a two-part documentary on Tiger Woods on HBO Max uh, on January 10th and January 17th. Knowing what I know about HBO and how they do their stuff, this is going to be really good. Yeah. yeah. Um, really good. I I think they'll cover it and go into depth and, and bring to light a lot of stuff that people may not have known about. Um, but, you know, he's one of the most polarizing figures in our lifetime. Um, you know, a, a child prodigy since he was three, four years old and has never really left that realm as far as spotlight being on him. So the Definitely the the ups and then the downs were even, you know, greater in some aspect um, for him and then the comeback. So it, I'm looking forward to that documentary a whole lot. Yeah, me too. I, it, I couldn't yeah, remember yeah. if it was HBO or if it was uh, 30 for 30 putting it on. So yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to watching that. Yeah. All right. Anybody got anything else for the intro? Mm-hmm. All right, y'all. Well, All right. Uh, enjoy the rest of the show. All right, what a week in wrestling it was. You know, usually we try to look at the hits and misses of the week. Um, unfortunately, the week started out on a little bit of a somber note with the passing of Birdie Lee. Um, 
you know, AEW this week, their sole focus was putting on a show to, to really entertain the family and help get them through the process. Um, did everybody check out AEW this week? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, so 41 years old, um, you know, the, the circumstances and, and whatever cause of death, that, that doesn't matter. Um, you know, it's a, it's a young man uh, who passed away, who leaves a, a wife and two kids behind. I believe Brody Lee Jr. is, what, eight or nine years old? Um, so I know, like, when my dad passed away, he was 45 and I was nine. So, like, the correlation, I can, you know, I can relate to that and mm-hmm. what's going to go on for him as he grows up. I felt like the biggest thing was people from all over didn't matter if you were in wrestling out of wrestling um what company you work for who you support who you watch nobody said a bad word about the man which goes to show just how much of a positive impact he made in people's lives and the things that he would do just because it was who he was as a person that went above and beyond for people when they were down or needed something or, you know, pick their spirits up, whatever the case may be. But I, I spent all week really enjoying reading the tweets, the messages, the videos, whatever was shared um, that, that showed more about the person than, than the wrestling character that we see on TV every week. Yeah. And all the interaction that, uh, you know, AEW had with the family, you know, Brody, Brody Lee Jr. Uh, as difficult of a week that it was for him, you know, it seemed like the, the, the talent backstage really tried to keep his spirits up, you know, playing with him and doing different stuff. Like you saw stuff backstage at AEW this week. Then they had it looked like a new year's Eve party and they had him there. Um, you know, it was also announced that they signed him to a contract, a lifetime contract. So whenever he gets of age, he'll be an official AEW roster member. Which kind of reminded me a little bit of after Eddie Guerrero passed when they signed Vicky onto a contract in WWE, you know, to guarantee that, you know, that they'll take care of her. Yeah, I, I think, you know, kids are more resilient than people give them credit for. And it, it's going to be hard no matter what. Like, it just is. And it, the process and the grieving never really stops um, when you lose a parent that young. Like, I know whenever my dad passed away, the following, uh, the following day was actually a soccer banquet and I wanted to go to the soccer banquet. Like that's what I wanted to do. So my mom didn't stop me from going, but going there and having all the other, you know, males um, or, or females, husbands, wives, whatever that were friends of my dad and that knew him better than I did because I was only nine coming up to me and talking to me and sharing stories and all that. Like, that helps the process. So to see that go on for him, like I know how much that will, will help and, and make a difference. Um, somebody tweeted out that they hope that people were able to screenshot and snag all the messages and comments and stories. And like, hopefully could like put it together in some type of virtual scrapbook, so to say, to give to his kids later on whenever they're older um, so that it means more to them to actually go back in and, read about all the impact that their dad made across the board. Mm-hmm. That would be nice. You know, I'm, I'm sure that's something that can be done. And 
Yeah, that, that's kind of in a way one reason why parents today are like starting to set up Twitter accounts and Facebook pages for their kids so they can tag them in pictures and, and stuff this way that they can go back and see that as they get older. So maybe they'll do something like that too if it's not already done. Yeah, and um, you know, obviously like w- the the show was booked. Brody Lee Jr. booked the show himself, made all the matches. Um, as far we've seen tribute shows, um, so to speak, and, and tribute matches, but an entire show booked by one of the family members, as, as far as in tribute and celebration, that's something we haven't seen before. And obviously, with AEW being so new, this is the first time that they've come across this type of situation. I thought they handled it you know, perfectly and, and did more than some people would expect of a company to do for somebody that was only with them for a short amount of time. Mm-hmm. The one thing I didn't like was seeing the, the negative reaction to what WWE did. I and agree. They, they put up a graphic. Um, it was later reported in the week that they didn't want to, they, they had a tribute video and that recorded, but, they wanted to let AEW celebrate and do their thing first out of respect because he was an AEW rostered wrestler. Um, so they didn't want to come on Monday and, and do something for him Monday night when AEW had this show planned on Wednesday. Um, but the backlash that they got, I thought wasn't necessary and wasn't deserved. I agree. It was- it wasn't deserved. I'm sure behind the scenes, whether it was Triple H or Vince McMahon, I'm sure one of them reached out to AEW at some point, you know, and, and the family to give their condolences and talk about how what they were going to do moving forward with it. But at the end of the day, Brody Lee was an AEW superstar, not a WWE superstar right now. So it was up to AEW to, to, to do the tribute, not WWE. And they and WWE announced that they're going to put the best of Luke Harper on the network uh, here mm-hmm. in January. They're, they got that compiled um, and that. So, like, he was there a long time, um, you know, in that in that company. You know, obviously, he made a difference based off of all the the tributes and, and little Easter eggs that wrestlers from from both companies were doing during matches this week. And you saw. Last night on SmackDown, you know, like Daniel Bryan and others had the Brody armband on, just like you saw, like with Eddie Guerrero. So, you know, I don't, WWE didn't uh, tell anybody not to go out and say something. I mean, Xavier, were, Xavier Woods and Kofi talked about him on Raw Talk, like point blank. And I know that's a WWE network show and not on live television, but still, you know, WWE didn't come down and say, hey, don't bring this name up. Don't talk about it on our programming. You know, they they let the wrestlers go out there and and do their thing and, and talk about mm-hmm. them the way that he, he should have. commentary. Right. Yeah. So. One of the things that I'm that I want to see how it happened, because I didn't notice it last night. Um, I know Natalia said that she was going to rename her Lariat to him. <laughs> Not sure what what they're gonna call it, but I thought that would, that would be a nice tribute. Yeah. So, all right. Well, enough with the uh, don't want to don't starting off the year. It's it's hard, and you know, obviously we're a week late because of when we record. We don't want to drag the show down too much, but it was definitely the the first thing to talk about in wrestling this week because of the impact that he had as a as a professional um, and the bigger impact that he had as a man. So. With that, in in regards, you know, rest in peace to him. Uh, prayers for his family, and, and 
you know, the, the love and outpouring I know will continue to come in for him and, and his family as, as they move forward with this process. Um, so let's get into some in-ring action this week. What do you guys want to start with? I didn't watch Raw this week. I don't know about you guys, but I skipped past that. No, I didn't watch Raw either. Jason? I watched it. Can't remember much on it. You can't remember much on it? Nah, I mean, that's how bad it was. We watching stuff, so yeah, you know, it it is it is hard to remember, like especially with us with covering all the wrestling we do. You know, trying to remember stuff from from Monday till now. Maybe if you guys weren't dumb marks, you take some notes. I mean, we do have a live (laughs) podcast now every Saturday, but um, I think the the main thing for me that stuck out was the closing segment. Uh, with Alexa Bliss and Randy Orton. Yeah, true, true. Um, yeah, yeah. I saw a lot of love it or hate it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I thought it was I thought it was good. I thought it was a, a good way to continue the story mm-hmm. and, and the evolution to whatever the, the new Bray Wyatt fiend character is gonna be when he does come back. Um a lot of people were crapping on Alexa's acting during it. I thought she knocked it out of the park. Mm-hmm. Um, she to me she she's always a natural in those roles. I watched it on uh, on Twitter after it happened. I didn't see anything different from Alexa that I that you would normally see. You know, right. so. it's the microphone for me. Like it just when you see the microphone, it just makes me think of a play. But, see, I like that because um, I think it comes off more as a conversation than mm-hmm. it does, you know. I'm here, I'm cutting a promo, like and that's all mm-hmm. this is. Yeah, that's fine. But mm-hmm. I, I think in that instance, instead of doing the headset, instead of doing the headset microphone, do the shark clip. So you can't see it, but you're still in, invited into the conversation. Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was good. You know. Um. Miz getting the briefcase back. I, I don't need that's to see it. for me. It's just lazy. Like, can we get over him with the briefcase already? <laughs> There's no point in him and, and him having it. None. Um, I, I didn't like how quick he, you know, like he was hardly involved in the match at TLC to lose it. And I didn't like that. Um, but it ended the Money in the Bank storyline for the year. You know, I felt like, okay, yeah. It, it happened. He, he threw himself in the match and got eliminated, you know. Like, there's nothing to it, you know. But I get. I guess I get the stipulation of why they gave it back to him, but you know, how much longer are we really going to see this and have to deal with it? Right, uh, Keith Lee. Be- like what? Four months before uh, Money in Bank comes or something? Five months? Probably. Yeah, they've been doing it around May. So yeah, yeah. So got to do something with it real quick again. I mean, there was yeah. no point even having it back on him. I mean, they goofed it up from last year anyway with the winner. So yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. Yeah, that is what it is. Um, Keith Lee beat Sheamus for the number one contender. He'll face Drew McIntyre this coming Monday on Raw on on Legends Night. Donald, we can get into that uh, later on. I know you have some feelings about Legends, so. But um, Donald's tuned in for the whole three hours on Monday night. <laughs> I mean, it was a, it was a good match. You know, people were people were like, "Oh, the, the burial of Keith Lee. Look, they're making him a number one contender." and and now he's wrestling for the belt. Like, so what? Vince sent him back down to the PC for extra training. Look what they're doing with him now. Okay, I get it. But like, was is he really been booked that strong to throw that out there? Like, to me, it just 
it seems rushed. Unless yeah, there's something bigger, unless there's something bigger in the plans that I'm just not seeing right now, like mm-hmm. it just seems rushed to to throw him in a number one contenders match, and you're having the world title match on Raw on Legends Night to pop a rating. That's all you're doing. You're doing it to get people to turn in. Maybe it's just a test, though, to see. Maybe it's Vince trying to see, you know, uh, what the ratings will be with him and to see what he can really do in the ring. But that's not going to be a valid test because it's going to be with all the legends returning. And speaking of the legends, um, why is Mickey James listed as a legend even though she's on the active roster? I was wondering the same thing. That makes no sense. She's a legend. <laughs> no, I'm not saying she's not a legend. What I'm saying is, yeah, why yeah. have her come back on Legends Night when she's on the active roster? Why is she not on that. TV? I don't plan on using her. She's doing her country thing. And this is a missed opportunity with her, just like it's been yeah. a missed opportunity with other people that are from, you know, that that late attitude, early 2000s that have a name value and can do something and Mm -hmm. is a really good in-ring worker that you don't do anything with. They've done nothing with her since she's been back. It's basically they're paying her to sit at home right now and do nothing and not go somewhere else. You know, it's funny that you bring that up because Bully Ray brought that up uh, on Monday's show on Busted Open with him and Dave LaGreca talking about Companies need to recognize wasting time because even though Brody Lee was in AEW for a couple months, the last year and a half, WWE just had him sit at home and it wasted mm-hmm. his time. Mm-hmm. So if you're not gonna if you're not gonna use the talent and you have no desire to, to work anything into storylines to get them on screen, then let him go. Yeah. This, this, oh, I'll pay you this at home. But what could you have done with him? Because they're they're a tag team and they're both injured. Off no, and I, on, the whole I, thing. I understand that that you know Rowan got injured, and that kind of squashed the end of the Bludgeon Brothers whenever they were doing their thing. But but it's been off and on. I know it, they have been helping together for long for a while. But if it's so if it's so hot and cold, and then it just turns to cold. And you just have wrestlers sitting around doing nothing, then why do you continue to have them on? Because you're afraid they're going to go sign with another company. Like to me, you don't have the value in them to do anything with them. So why do you continue to pay them and just have them sitting on the sidelines? They do it with so many people in the company. There's so many guys on the roster. Yeah. Look, look at Zach. I'm not trying to say that Zach Ryder is, you know, a big star, but look how much they will just let him sit at home or just be on main event or something. How many times are you going to bring up Zach Ryder? <laughs> He's a good example of what they don't do stuff with. If they're not, if if they're not getting over or they're not in in Vince's eye because Vince is the the end all be all. If the if he doesn't see anything with them, then just let him go. You don't like this. Just holding talent does nothing except waste time. And I think the the Bully Ray's biggest point was, you know, don't you're wasting people's time, and we never know when that time card gets punched. So let them go out. Let them wrestle. You can always bring them back. After they've been out with other companies, we've seen that. We've seen them bring 
people back after they've gone out and had success elsewhere. Drew's a perfect example of that. So let them go. You can always sign them back. And when you sign them back, maybe they're a bigger star than whenever they left. And you had something for them now. Drew, again, the perfect example for that. But to just sign people and have them sit and not use them when they're talented enough to be used, and I'm not saying everybody sitting should be in the show, but there's certain people that they have sit. Brody was a perfect example of that, that was talented enough to be in the show on a upper tier card level. But yep. you can say that with every 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 promotion. You can. And I'll and I'll, I'll I'm gonna jump to SmackDown real quick because it's not people that they're having sitting, but it's how they're using them that I don't understand. And that's Daniel Bryan, Chad Gable, Cesaro Nakamura. They were used in a mid card tag match last night, just basically thrown together. I'm I'm taking Otis out of there because Otis doesn't belong in the same conversation with those guys. And it's just like really like Daniel Bryan, Otis, and Chad Gable, like you're you're just throwing them together for no reason. And then Cesaro and Nakamura, they've just done nothing with in the past year. It's like th- those are four talents that you're wasting that, that should be doing better or, and more elevated. I mean, obviously, like my feelings with at least with Daniel Bryan, Nakamura, and Cesaro, to me, those are all main event people mm-hmm. and should be, Brian should be a main event. They should be a main. They should be a main event. Um, Brian was the main event. He was, yeah. yeah, he was, and like he, I know he said that he wants to be, you know, a, more of a part time wrestler when when he signs his next deal and everything else. But if you're gearing up for him to go with Roman at Mania, which is one of the options that are floated out there, then why are you having him, like Chris said, mess around and do this stuff right now? And exactly. Last week, his promo was, I'm winning the Royal Rumble. I'm doing this. I'm, I'm going to WrestleMania. I'm having my moment, you know, before I call it quits. I'm going out on my term. And, and the next like week, you, you, you give him Otis. This week, you're in the, you have him in, a, in an interview segment doing hip thrust with Otis. Because yeah. he's waiting for the Rumble. He already called his shot. He ain't got to do it this week, next week, the week after. He's going to do it the Rumble. So that, you, go, you take him serious, then you make him a joke the week after. I mean, that's Vince, but... Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you're gonna build up all this hype. You're gonna build up all this hype, and then what if he doesn't win? But that's the thing. If he's supposed to win, build up the hype. But Vince doesn't continue to do that. He doesn't. He's probably not gonna win. He probably isn't. It's probably gonna be Goldberg. Oh so. god. <laughs> oh god. Well, listen, didn't Baron Corbin call the shot? Didn't he in the Rumble? <laughs> if if if. If Goldberg wins the Rumble, I'm done with wrestling. <laughs> <sighs> done. All right. Uh, good parts of SmackDown last night. Um, obviously, Roman, Jay, and KO continuing that that feud, that storyline. Um, again, can't say anything bad about it. They continue to add layers onto it and just up it each each and every single week. Um I'm fine with continuing this all the way to the Rumble and have them, you know, go at it one last time in, in some type of match um, to to finish it off. And it, that's a nice, you know, three-match program. Um, I don't think KO comes out of it looking any weaker if he does go into the Rumble and lose it based off of how strong he's been booked in the angle and, you know, what he's, what he's done in the angle and the story that they're working. So, 
you know, that, that continues to be the, the shining spotlight um, in SmackDown. And again, was the thread through the show. My only complaint about it is, you know, it doesn't make sense to have him wrestle uh, Roman again. You know, he lost twice in the same week to Roman. You know, why, why does he get a third match against Roman? Well, yeah. you can say the way he lost the cage match, though, like yeah. Jay interfered. Jay handcuffed him to the cage. Roman didn't beat him. He did the heel thing and had help and, yeah. you know, walked out looking like his shit didn't stink. But at the same time, it's like KO said, you, you're a little bitch. Like you didn't you, you don't you didn't beat me. You had you you had your lackey, you know, handcuffed me to a cage. So yeah. in a match got his retribution for that this week. So don't bring up retribution. That we don't that's like a bad <laughs> name from the podcast. That that mean Ricochet here, that's so a four letter word on here, huh? Perfect example of WWE, right? I said last week on the podcast, I watched Ricochet's interview on Raw Talk. Mm-hmm. He got me invested in wanting to see what happens based off of what he did on Raw Talk. And then the show comes and they just suck all that out. Like, it's just done. Like, I don't care about it on screen, live, on Raw. And that's a problem for them. Yeah. So I don't I don't know how you fix it. I really don't. You, you have, like I said, talent are, are having better storylines on Twitter and on Raw Talk than they are on Raw. <laughs> and, the, and it's kind of funny to me because the one thing WWE doesn't learn from history, you know, when, when they originally did the brand split, um, they tried doing brand separate pay-per-views. It didn't work. Um, you know, they, the brand split after a while just got stale. And, you know, whenever they brought back the brand split a few years ago, I thought I was like, okay, if they learn from history, maybe it's time, like they can do some different things this time with it. Maybe it'll be different. And all they did was did the same thing they did the first time and it didn't work. And then they stopped doing them. And it's and the prime good example is whenever they got rid of uh, Talking Smack. You know, Talking Smack was a great show when it first started because it was putting talent over, and they're doing the same thing with it now. It's putting talent over on on the show, but it's doing nothing for the main product. Well, SmackDown's different because SmackDown, the stuff that they're doing on on talking on you know Talking Smack, you can yeah, I'm talking about that, but I mean like more on on Raw Talk as well. Well, yeah, I mean, it's just it's just another issue that Raw has. Like, you know, why 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 can Randy Orton just walk into the Funhouse? Like, why why are you making the Funhouse a physical place that anybody can enter? Shout yeah. out to Fightful Wrestling for tweeting that out. But it's true. Like, that's not that's not a place that anybody should be able to enter. That was supposed to be like a like a, a, a mystical place that was inside the mind of Bray Wyatt. Mm-hmm. Now anybody can just walk in, knock on the door, say boom, shakalaka, and they get an entrance to the fun house. At, at some like, point, you'll, you'll see it behind you the scenes. You didn't enjoy that segment? Well, Randy beating up puppets, like... You didn't enjoy it? It's not that I didn't enjoy it. It's the fact that they're taking... They're taking what's supposed to be something else and turning into anybody can go there. Like, I don't need to see him going into the fun house because he's just able to walk onto the set backstage where they have it built. Like, it's supposed to be something different. And you you know what I mean? Like, you didn't see people back in the day showing up at, at Undertaker Cemetery where he makes the caskets for people or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, 
why why make it into an actual physical realm place yeah. that somebody to, that's to, not very wide or does not continue a storyline? Just like when Seth burned it down to continue a storyline. Is Seth should have been there either. He did it twice. To me, the fun house doesn't mean anything anymore. So I don't know. That's why I hope that they do reinvent him when he comes back. That's not going to be the same, same exact stuff. I hope that the next is a, a stepping stone of the character because I, I agree they need that now. All right, I don't, I don't, you know, to segue real quick. Um, and since we were last talking about SmackDown, Ryan Satin. I don't know if you guys saw this. <laughs> Here we go. Ryan Satin made a SmackDown tier list. Okay, and this tier list was rankings based on um, based on how superstars are being used on TV at the moment and not their level of talent. Okay, so he did these tiers, and he gave them basically like a A, A plus A, B plus B, C plus C, D, and F. All right. So for the A plus, he has Roman Reigns and Sasha Banks. And Bailey. Both champions. Okay. Mm-hmm. For the A for the A tier, Bailey, Daniel Bryan, Seth Rollins. So you said this is based on their talent and not their No, this is based how they're currently being used on TV, not their level of talent. Okay. Okay. Seth Rollins shouldn't yeah. be on there, but Okay. For their B plus, Street Profits, Ray Mysterio, Kevin Owens. B level. Biggie, hold on. Biggie, Otis, Sami Zayn, Jay Uso, Bianca Belair. C C plus level. Dolph Ziggler, King Corbin, Murphy, Carmella. C level. Cesaro, Nakamura, Robert Roode, Dominic Mysterio, Ruby Riot, and Liv Morgan. The D category. Natalia. Billy Kay, Chad Gable, Alistair Black, Apollo Clues, Lars Sullivan. And then in the F category, he has Kalisto, Mickey James, and Mojo Rawley. Lars Sullivan hasn't even been on TV, so why is he? <laughs> For SmackDown or wrestling in general? Smack, this Smackdown. is SmackDown. Just a SmackDown. Are they? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I didn't even know Mojo was in the company, so. <laughs> if you're not on TV, you should automatically fall to the F level. Yeah. Very true. Yeah. <laughs> well, you have you have Jay you have Jay Uso as a B a B level player, but he's I mean, always on TV. He's I mean he he has the nickname of main event J because of how many times he's main evented SmackDown since he started the storyline with Roman and he's been just as good as Roman has. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So how do you have him as, as a B level player? Um or B plus. No, B level. Yeah, B level. He hasn't grasped that brass ring yet, that's why. <laughs> big big E at the B level, Bianca Belair at the B level. Now again, it's not talent, it's how they're being used on TV, but I, I just don't, I, you know, satin sucks. He does. I, I, I can't stand him in his garbage that he puts out. It, it's, 
this is the real WrestleMania main event right here. Steve <laughs> versus Ryan Sutton. <laughs> I mean, he's... Whatever. I just, like... <laughs> And are, you doing it, are you doing it to get reactions and to get people talking? So you're purposely moving people down that should be higher or whatever. Like, but just looking off that list and based on some of those names and how they've been used on TV, which was your criteria, your own list doesn't make sense. Dude. <laughs> no. All right. So it's since out. we're doing shout outs, I want to give a shout out to Chris Jericho this week for listening to the podcast last week because. Last week I said that Ricky Starks reminded me a lot of a young Dwayne Johnson. What and it's exactly what he said. Yep. <laughs> so <laughs> thanks, Chris Jericho, for tuning into the dumb marks. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It's always funny. We'll say something and then you know, people that quote unquote have have a, a bigger platform than we do because we're a new show and just getting started, not that much into the game, but they'll tweet out and say the exact same thing that we've said on the pod. And it's like yeah, we like we already beat you to that, bro. We, we've already <laughs> said it. Like, but I, you know, Starks does have that early Dwayne Johnson feel to him. It's it's mm-hmm. evident. Like, he's going to be a star, and I look for big things to come out of him over the next year plus. So, oh, all right. Uh, anything from NXT you guys want to talk about? I did not get a chance to watch NXT yet. Um, you did? No, my. Um, no, I got I got a surprise birthday gift from the wife on Wednesday. So um Yeah, we, you did. Yeah, so we, we had a little uh we had a little adult night to ourselves and, and went and stayed at a at a place called Mansions on the Fifth here in Pittsburgh. Really nice. Um uh historical landmark turned into a hotel. Um so it was it was nice to just get away and have some um some one on one adult time, not in that way, but just some one-on-one adult time. Um, so that, I was surprised with that gift uh, for my birthday, and that's why I didn't watch NXT. So your your thoughts, with, give me the rundown, and, and I'll comment on anything that I think needs commented on. Uh, I suggest you test, check out the Raquel Ripley package. That was done well. Uh, they're, they're wrestling this upcoming week, right, for New Year's Eve. Yeah. We talked about the packages last week with, with like Balor and O'Reilly, the package they did for them too. Like that was mm-hmm. a like yeah. They, they always hit those I'll never I'll never not believe in WWE doing those. And I know NXT that's more Jeremy Borash doing those ones and you can mm-hmm. you can tell. I mean, but they like those have, those will get you invested in wanting to see the matches for sure. Mm-hmm. So and then strongly right, decent. All the lead up to the Gargano match was funny with the the cat standing by his dressing room door, you know, jinxing him about defending his title. Like all that stuff was funny. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Like it was a good show altogether. There wasn't anything I didn't really tune out on. I like whenever I'm, they had uh I like whenever they had priests uh, come up behind cross and good camera work they had. And it was like, oh, this is how you step to a man. And they started brawling. Don't you ever praise, you ever praise Priest. <laughs> Finally, I agree with something with WWE Jason. <laughs> the, the, the camera work. The camera work. 
<laughs> so I know, I know, I know the ra- the ratings were what they were this week for AEW Dynamite and, and NXT. Um, next week, both companies have big shows planned. Yeah. Um, going in based off of what you know, match wise, card wise, which one are you more excited to watch? NXT, NXT for sure. Just AEW for me. Not because I'm, you know, like I'm a, I'm a, uh, a WWE fan. It's because it's it's their main call. It's their main match. It's going to be AEW's first night. You expect more on the second half. Is it? Okay. Is that, is that what? Yeah, that makes okay. I got. I get what you're saying. They're they're still AEW's still doing the two week show. Yeah. It just got bumped back a week because of you know the tribute show for mm-hmm. Brody. Yeah. So. It's not as loaded as NXT. Um, to me, NXT, this is like a mini takeover. Mm-hmm. So I'll be interested to see how it comes across, you know, on a Wednesday night and given the ratings, see what they are. Um, I'm surprised they dropped as low as they did this week. But I, I guess more people tuned in to, to AEW to see the, the tribute show um, that they did and, and was done well there. Um, yeah, it's like one of those weeks that the ratings just really don't even matter. Uh, just for what I, what it was, I'm looking. Really, the the main match I'm really looking forward to on AEW this week is Kenny Omega versus Ray Phoenix. Um, that's what's selling this week for me. If you if you if you have to pick Omega and Phoenix versus Balor and O'Reilly, which one are you watching? Me, Ray Omega Ray Phoenix, Raquel and Ripley. Well, we know why you're watching Raquel and Ripley over Kenny and and, and <laughs> moving on. We don't need cash with the first week, Jay. Okay. Jesus. Anything else in the world of wrestling that you guys watch this week that you want to talk about? MLW, MLW, yeah. hey, Wednesday night, 7 o'clock, turn, tune in for Kings of Coliseum. Um, it's a stacked show. It's a stacked lineup for them. They got, it looks uh, like that's just going to be an hour, nor- like normal, right? Yeah, they got four They got four matches on it. So they're, they're going to give you um, – they're, they're four really good matches. Um, you got Devon Eriks against the Dirty Blondes, uh, Leo Rush versus Myron Reed, which – People are going to be blown away by by that match. That match yeah. is going to be a, a must see. Uh, Hammerstone versus Mods or Mads Gruber, um, the new the new Black Hand of Contra, and um, I'm trying to remember the fourth match off the top of my head. I can't right now, so I apologize for that. But definitely, if it, you know, tune into that before NXT or AEW kicks off. It'll be it'll be a well well. A well-placed show leading into the night of wrestling on Wednesday nights. And you can find MLW pretty much anywhere these days. And, you know, if you want to watch it on a Roku player or Amazon Fire or whatever, there's plenty of channels with that. Or, you know, just go to YouTube. YouTube, Pluto, BN Sports. I mean, they, they, Court Bauer, for as small of a company as they are, Court Bauer has done a massive job of getting them on major platforms that are shown not only in the U.S., but worldwide. The only thing with BN, um, they don't air it on Wednesdays. They air it the following Saturday. Right. But um, 
yeah, they 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 uh, they've done a great job with mm-hmm. that. So, um, you know, I'm excited for MLW what they've done so far. The Opera Cup was really good, although I you know I can care less about Tom Lawler winning it, but that right. it is super excited to see Mil Muertes come in and what he's going to do. Being paired up with Selena De Laurenta, that's going to be just a phenomenal pairing, and they're going to cause havoc in in MLW. Did you um, watch any of the promos that she cut this week on YouTube? Uh, with the resurrection, yeah, 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 I yeah, saw those were that. Good. Yeah, she, I mean, like I said, she doesn't, she's not a miss. Anytime she's on screen, she's must see. Yeah, she's money in MLW, absolutely, absolutely. So, all right, anything else, um, that you guys want to touch on? Well, we had talked about, um, you know, it's the first episode of 2021. Let's kind of go over, uh, what we thought of 2020, some of the, the wrestlers of the year, matches of the year, feuds of the year. Um, we thought we had four categories. We had uh, male wrestler of the year, female wrestler of the year, match of the year and feud of the year. Um, does anybody want to go first on who they, who they thought for, we can start with male wrestler of the year. We can go from there for each company, right? Um, you can just go overall if you want. Yeah. Just overall who we thought yeah. was okay. Um, yeah, we, we, we did a good job planning this one out. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I wrote down some stuff. I had a lot of time on my hands. So. Okay. <laughs> so uh, for overall, for me, male wrestler of the year, I give it to uh, Tensinio Naito. I okay. mean, he was crowned the first ever IWGP heavyweight and intercontinental champ together. And he only didn't have the title for, what, about 53 days or something? Mm-hmm. Sounds right. Yeah, and he's going into Wrestle Kingdom to defend his title against uh, Ibushi, which I think Ibushi will win on night one. And then he, had, if he retains, he has to fight Jay White on night two. So mm-hmm. uh, double double dip there. Um, yeah. That's not a that's not a bad pick. You can't really go wrong with that one. Um, it might be hard pressed, you know. For as much time as Roman was off due to COVID, it, it's hard to to give him wrestler male wrestler of the year because of, of that. Um, if I if I had to go into it, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Randy Orton. That's what I picked too, just because Roman was off. Um, yeah. and, and I just say that because of not only match wise but character wise this year, just. Absolutely amazing in everything he did. The stuff with Edge in the beginning part of the year, um, and in that feud that went on in, until Edge got hurt, um, was done really well. You know, for all the for all the shit that we we say about him and Drew and, their, and that feud going on too long, um, it started real well. It, it was still it was still really well. And then him yeah. with the team, like you're, you know, he's been he's been the main focal point um, throughout throughout, and it's. It's been his best year, which is crazy because of how good he is, but it's been his best year character-wise, in-ring work-wise, promo-wise. Um, I'll, I'll put this year up of Randy Orton against anybody just overall for, for what he did. So I'll go with Orton. Now, now where is he at, 15 titles? Yeah, yeah. 15 World Heavyweight titles, yep. So he's tied with Triple H, I think. Would you put it on him one more time? I don't think he'll get to 16. I don't. No. Nah. And it's like he's bringing 
the uh, the young guys too. He's like pulling through, like being the old guard. No. Okay, let's go. Yeah, he's like a leader in the locker room. Yeah, yeah. Chris, who you got? I'm giving it to Kenny Omega this year. Um, I felt you know uh, he's <laughs> he, his record was nine and zero singles. He was thirty five and ten overall. He was at a 228 reign as tag team champion. He won the AEW championship this year, and he lasted the whole year 2020 as uh, the triple all champion. Um, you know, I think, and I think really he generated the most wrestling buzz, you know, just in the past month of all, than all of 2020. That's not a bad pick either when you lay out those facts. I know Jason made made a face there. And, and just- <laughs> I made a face because you, you gave it to a tag team guy. Alright. Uh female female wrestler of the year. Donald, do you want to take that? Go back around. I go with, I, uh, I go with Bailey. Bailey held it down for what almost three fourths of the year. And during the whole COVID time, like she was her and Sasha were the thing to watch. On three programs, I give it to her. And her in-ring and promo skills were second in line this year. Jay? I'm going to go with Sasha. Just because I, I don't, I'm not too fond of uh, Bailey's mic skills. Okay. So, you know, she's taking, Sasha's taking back, taking over the second half of the year after being like within the tag team. So, Bailey's you just- first. She's taking it. You just killed Chris for giving Mel rest of the year to a tag team person, but yet you gave yours to Sasha, who was also a tag team person. <laughs> that was for that was for what? How long? Hey, they were that was free. Okay. That wasn't a whole tag. year. That wasn't a whole year. All right. I, I put in there in my facts 228 days he was a tag team. <laughs> that wasn't a whole year. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, who you got? <laughs> I'm giving to Oscar this year. Um, she held the Money in the Bank Championship, the Raw Women's Championship. She was a two-time Women's Tag Team Champion in 2020. Uh, she became a Grand Slam Champion in 2020, and she had the best overall female record in WWE. Um, she had 64 matches with 36 wins. Oh, see, Chris is going off accolades. Hey, I mean, <laughs> off of accolades. Who even watch hey, Raw? <laughs> Who would have paid you more than Oscar on the mic? <laughs> you might not be able to understand one word she said, but she's entertaining on the mic. She is. She is. Um, you know, I, 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 initially, I initially was going to go with Sheeta based off of her run um, as AEW Women's Champ. She still has the belt. Mm-hmm. Um, the the beginning half or three fourths of the year were really strong for her, undefeated, um, had great matches, but they haven't done anything with her on television for how long. This Abaddon storyline doesn't really do anything for me, so that kind of like the latter part of the year for her just kind of fell off. Um, then I thought about Thunder Rosa and the year that she had MWA Women's Champion. The matches that she's had in AEW, the storyline that she's had with Britt Baker now, um, what she did with Serena Deeb and some of the matches that that she had um, before she lost the title. 
But I think if I'll have to circle back around to it, I'm going to go with Bailey as well. Um, just the, the fact that she not only was tag team women's champions with Sasha Banks there, but to hold the SmackDown women's title for as long as she did to be the longest reigning SmackDown women's champion of all time. And she really was the focal point of SmackDown as well as Sasha. But I think Bailey, because she carried the, the strap for majority of the year, I'll give it to Bailey. Okay. That's good. Uh, well, you got feud of the year and tag yeah. real uh, quick so we can run through this and get on with the show. <laughs> What's the feud next category? Feud, feud or match? Which one? I go feud. feud. I, give it, I give it to Adam Cole and Pat McAfee. <laughs> <laughs> then, then there's no, no much more to say about that. Everybody knows about it. Put the yeah. strap on Mac. Yeah, ever since they started, what, like about two years ago or a year and a half ago, beefing between Twitter and on uh, Pat McAfee's show, then finally lead into their match. Yeah, that's definitely feud of the year. So hard not to mute you right now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'll, 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 I'll second that. Um, I was, you know, if Edge doesn't get hurt, I think Edge and Orton, you know, over the course of the year would have played out to be feud of the year. Um, but the stuff between Cole and McAfee was wrestling to its truest form, and it is what it's all about. It's about storytelling. It's about uh, giving a reason to get behind individuals or teams or people, uh, whether you hate them or love them. They they did that. All the people involved played the storyline great. Um, McAfee showed that he's one of the – greatest speakers that you can have on a on a live microphone and he's had that praise from cm punk and stone cold and those two people just don't hand that out willy-nilly so if you're getting praise from them too um who two of the better talkers of all time and cm punk and stone cold um you definitely have something on the mic and his in-ring work you know for what they asked him to do and what he was able to do in both his matches Hats off to you, so I'll second that nomination and go with Cole McAfee. Jason? I'm going to go with uh, Sasha and Bailey because I didn't plan for this. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm actually agree. My I'm going to agree with you. Yeah. <laughs> Sasha Bailey? Yep, that's who I had, too. I felt just the most consistent, entertaining, and the longevity of the storyline. But they hot shot it to fit it in the <laughs> stupid Hell in a Cell <laughs> gimmick pay-per-view. Yeah. Oh, it's not over yet. Could have carried, yeah, carried it on the Mania. So. They definitely yeah. could have carried it. But that's yeah. Vince. All right. All right. Match of the year, Donald. Match of the year. I have to give it to Walter and Dragonoff from uh, I, NXT UK. I second that. <laughs> yeah. They're, 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 NXT uh, year to end wards. There was no other match like that at all this year. Yeah, I gotta I, go back and watch it. I have to watch yeah, it. I, I'll give a close number two to uh, Kenny Page and uh, first the Young Bucks because that okay. was pretty good. Yeah, but Dragon Off and Walter, that was my match of the year. Yeah, me too. Jason, how dare you not give it to Roman Reigns and Baron Corbin dog food fight? Uh, shut this dude <laughs> off. Cut him off. How oh, dare off. you? <laughs> <laughs> it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. 
I have to. I'm going to go 1A and 1B. I'm going to go Sasha and, and Bailey, Hell in a Cell. And then I'm going to put, uh, surprisingly, Best Friends and Ortiz's. I mean, in Brown, Friday them AEW boys for their parking lot brawl. Right. I don't know their name, man. Jason, what? Yeah, I'll put that up there, man. That was, that was enjoyable. Shit, Hellfur is over after 2020 ended. <laughs> <laughs> My heart grew three sizes. <laughs> I mean, this this, I mean, all of this is so subjective and it boils down to, you know, your taste and everything else. Yeah. You can get, you can get, um, you know, technical with it and, and apply criteria and everything else. But um, I'm going to go with Brody and Cody in a dog collar match. Okay. Just for the sheer brutality, the storyline leading into it, um, the promo he cut on Brandy, um, you know, the, a lot of times we see matches that don't deserve the stipulation that's added to the match. That was a match that deserved the stipulation. And, you know, there's only one dog collar match that people talk about all the time. And it's Greg DeHammer Valentine and Roddy Piper. And to have Valentine sitting in the crowd watching that match as those two went out there and beat the ever-living shit out of each other, um, I'm going to go with with – Brody and Cody in the dog collar match. Nice. Right. I think definitely some hard hitting action. From All right. Well, that's this week in Bell to Bell. This week's drink of the week segment is being 37 years old and drinking like a 20 year old and paying for it for five straight days. <laughs> Like I said, like I said in the intro, it's not over yet. It is not over yet. Um, is this gonna be your hair of the dog, or did you drink yesterday? No, I did not. I didn't even want to smell alcohol yesterday. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm I, like, I looked at this beer, like, uh, I don't want to drink, but I have a podcast to do, and we have a beer to review. So this week, um, again. Donald and Jason, we got to figure out a way to get you guys the beer for us to review each week so you guys can give your input as well. We are doing Victory's Seasonal Favorites Winter Cheers Hazel Wheat Ale. It is 6.7% alcohol. Um, and it is a heaps of citra hops and special ingredients come together with German yeast to create luscious notes of citrusy fruit and holiday spice. And it's delicious toast to unfiltered holidays. Um, so, Jason, yeah. Is the light ready? <laughs> I'm running low. I de- you definitely smell the citrus right off the bat. That citrus is there, boy. And the hops. Yeah. Eat the hops. <laughs> All right. Well, let's take a swig and see what we think here. Refreshing. <laughs> <laughs> I kept the hitting just right today, huh? <laughs> I don't know, Chris. Go. What do you got? I I smell the hops more than I smell the citrus, but I'm tasting the citrus. You know, I, I think that's 
that, that's kind of weird for a winter warmer style Christmas beverage to taste yeah. citrus and it's way it's way more fruity than any any winter mm-hmm. winter seasonal beer that I've had before. Um, Which is more like a summer ale, you know, normal citrusy than. Yeah, this this is more like like Labor Day Fourth of July to me than, than it is a winter. Yeah, I mean you're getting a little warmth in there. I don't know if it's the hops that, that are covering that, but I'm looking like the spice. Um, hmm. I'm not sure about this. I think it's good. I mean, Victory. I, I like Victory stuff. They they put out they put out good beers. Um, you know, as far as what we've done so far over the the winter, the you know the holiday season with the the Christmas ales and, and mm-hmm. the other winter lagers and, and winter winter beers, winter warmers that we've reviewed, um, I would say that this is probably on the lower end of that. I don't yeah. wouldn't I wouldn't put it up there with with the other ones that we've had so far. It's not that it's not drinkable because I'm able to, to drink this. I'm not. It's not like I want to spit it out or anything, but it's nothing that I'd go back and and want to drink again. All right. Well, what do you got on on the sumo scale? And for folks, if you this is the first time listening in and and you're hearing us review our drink of the week segment, uh, we give our ratings on a one to five sumo scales. Hence the logo. Um, you know the sumos, um, two chubby dudes. We do food reviews too. So if there's any pizza places, hoagie spots, anywhere you want us to go check out, wing spots. Shoot us a comment. Let us know. We'll we'll get we'll get on the food reviews here as well, because um, we all all four of us like to eat. But as far mm-hmm. as this drink goes, one to five sumo scales. What are you giving for the victory winter cheers hazy wheat ale? You know, it's we had a very good run of winter beers. You know, I told you I'm not a big winter fan, Christmas ale guy, but the ones that you've picked the past few weeks, I, I absolutely loved. And uh, unfortunately, it kind of ends with this one for me. Um, and I think I'm only yeah. going to, I'm going to go with a one. Yeah. I won't go that low. I'm going to go, I'm going to go, I'm going to go two and a half. Um, just cause I don't want to be that negative Ned to start off the new year, but um, <laughs> we're definitely, we're, it, it was, uh, I want to say a swing and a miss. I'd say maybe a swing and a foul ball. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, two and a half for me for the, for the victory winner cheers, a one for Chris. Um, doesn't bode that well, but if you guys come across us, pick it up, try it out, let us know what you think. If we, if you agree with us or not, um, other than that, you know, I think we, uh, always end the segment. We ask that you grab your bottles, cans, shots, brown paper bags, 40 ounces, whatever you're drinking with. When we do this segment, raise them up high. And to good ships and wood ships and ships that sail the seas, but the best ships are friendships, and friends will always be. Salute. Cheers. All right. Coming off the drink of the week segment, we're hopping right into the world of sports this week. And um, I guess the, the first thing to talk about, uh, yesterday we had the – Semifinals for the college football playoffs. We now know what the national championship is going to be. It will be the Alabama Crimson Tide against the Ohio State Buckeyes. Did you guys watch the game? What's that? (laughs) Yeah. Did you say Buckeyes? Buckeyes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I watched. Not Buckeye. (laughs) Buckeyes. Okay. (laughs) 
yeah, I watched both games, and man, both of them were just awful. Blowouts left and right, like, man. I mean, I'm not the big fan either of, like, of all four teams, but just a fan of football, and man. <laughs> I, I knew that I knew the Alabama game was going to be a route and I feel like if Alabama wanted to put up 60 against Notre Dame they could have yesterday but they they took their foot off the gas so to speak um mm-hmm. that Alabama team is ridiculous um Najee Harris and Devontae Smith become the first first FBS teammates to have 20 receiving touchdowns for Devontae Smith and 20 rushing touchdowns for Najee Harris um, I know the Steelers need to address some issues, and they got a lot of people coming up in free agency and, and whatnot. The offensive line's getting older. Um, but if Najee Harris is there, I you know, they got to be hard-pressed not to take a strong look at him and bring him into that backfield. Um, I think he would be a great addition and – you know, somebody to to get the rushing attack back on. I know you need to upgrade the offensive line, but he's he's a I mean, he's a talent, man. Like they, at one point, Alabama was averaging fourteen yards per play. That's yeah. insane. People don't people don't even have people don't even average that on Madden, and they were averaging it fourteen yards per play. Wait a minute. Your Madden game's not that strong. Don't lie. <laughs> Don't lie. We'll go online and pull up the we'll pull up the gamer tag rating and we'll check out the guys. Let's do it. Share the screen now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the like, way yeah, the way Alabama's offense looked in the first half, like it looked like they were playing against like Pop Warner Ball. I mean, they was doing whatever they wanted to do. It's I, I just don't, you know, Devontae Smith got, you know, he, he won best college football player. Um, the Heisman Trophy Awards Tuesday night. If he doesn't win the Heisman, they might as well not even invite non-quarterbacks to the Heisman, you know, because the Heisman is, is like the NFL MVP. We had this talk last week where it's just strictly quarterbacks that get invited and, and win the awards. But there's not a better college football player than Devontae Smith right now. It's just not, you know, that he's that good. Um, and they don't even have Jalen Waddle. Yeah, they don't even have Jalen Waddle. So that offense would be putting up even more yards. Um, My Tennessee boys. Out. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I like. I'm curious to see because both games were so bad yesterday. Um, and you know we've we've had good national championship games in recent years. I'm interested to see if Ohio State will actually give Bama a quality game. Um, you know, Bama's almost averaging 50 points a game. That's insane mm. for a college team. Like, insane. So, mm. and to do that in the SEC, and what, regardless if it was a down year for the SEC or whatnot, but I just don't see how you stop that offense enough and you score enough points yourself to to beat them in, in a game. I could be wrong, and Ohio State may win, but I just don't see it. For me, I'm, I'm going to go with Bama and, you know, the, the historical run that Nick Saban has been on since he got to Tuscaloosa continues. And, you know, not, uh, not only is he 
the greatest college coach of all time. I mean, he just further stamps that that title on his name after you know another undefeated season. Yep, they never rebuild; they just always reload. Is that the whole thing too? <laughs> I mean, if you if you think about it, last year they had they had Rugs and Judy go in the first round of the draft, and this year mm-hmm. you could have Waddle and Smith go. So you have four wide receivers taken in the first round in two years. Then you have the possibility of Mac Jones being a first-round quarterback after Tua was drafted in the first round last year, and not to mention Najee Harris, who may sneak into the first round as well. Um, mm-hmm. Just insane, insane stuff from from them. And that um, moving on to NFL news and notes, um, the Browns are dealing with COVID. Yeah, I saw that. They had to close down their facility again today. As of right now, their game versus the Steelers tomorrow is still on. Um, don't know what type of team they're going to be able to field. I, I'll i be hard-pressed to see the NFL cancel this game because it's week 17. Although, mm-hmm. this game does have major playoff implications for teams. So, mm-hmm. if the Browns win, they're in. Um, Did I see one? Of the, someone on the coaching staff got it? How that, yeah. that as of this morning, yeah, yep. Mm-hmm. And what two players? I think it's more. It's more than two. Um, but I mean, you, you know, we've seen this all year with COVID, it, yeah. and for some reason, it always happens to teams that the Steelers are playing. Um, they've seen to oh, be. Yeah. They seem to be the team that has been most affected with with opponents and COVID issues during the year. So mm-hmm. I know the Steelers that, you know, they clinched the, the AFC North title. They got that wrapped up last week with the comeback win against the Colts. Um, they're right now looking to finish probably in the number three seed unless Miami loses to Buffalo. Or I'm sorry, Miami beats Buffalo. That's the only way they can jump up to two if they win. Uh, Ben's not playing. So. I think the Steelers are content to just go out there, play this game, sit some people. If they win, great. You know, don't let the seeding play out accordingly. But, uh, yeah, it's just, you know, COVID running rampant. Um, the Buccaneers have issues with COVID. They they got, you know, Shaq Barrett and uh, White. They're two linebackers. Um, White tested positive. Shaq Barrett got put on a list due to contact tracing. So as of right now, I know White um, is going to be – looks like he'll miss the first playoff game because of the 10-day the rule that they got to isolate after testing positive. So it'll be interesting to see how these playoffs work out with COVID and, and how these teams are able to fill themselves. Alvin Kamara tested positive. Mm-hmm. Another one that tested positive. Yeah. It looks like he'll be out for the Saints' first game. Yeah, so that's basically the Saints' offense right there. <laughs> yeah, because we don't know. Mike Thomas got put on IR to come back for the first playoff game um, with his ankle issue. So you don't know how healthy he'll be. But yeah, that's a. I mean, that's another big piece that that's out. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how these playoffs and especially how how the plays up to the Super Bowl, you know, how these teams handle everything and if there are any more instances or if it actually works itself out. And a lot of the um the lot of the teams who already qualify for the playoffs, they said fans are going to be in the stands for them. Like I heard like the Steelers oh, yeah. are going to have fans. Buffalo's going to have fans. So yeah. So they definitely want butts in the seats for these playoffs. 
Yeah, I want to make money. Yeah, they got to get some type of revenue generated. I mean, you know, it's been a down year for all sports, uh, you know, regardless of of where the sport is played at. So Mm -hmm. to try to get some revenue um, from from ticket sales wise, I guess, you know, as as long as you're being safe and, and social distancing protocols are in place and, you know, it doesn't doesn't violate anything from that standpoint um you saw there was a lot of people in the, in the crowd in the games for for the college football playoff yesterday mm-hmm. now granted those you know they were being played in in states where fans are allowed like the rose bowl game got moved to dallas because of the restrictions in california so that's mm-hmm. why there were as many fans there as there were but at the same time it was it was a little odd seeing that many people in the crowd watching a game. And especially uh, grouped up, too. They showed another student section, and they were grouped up, no mask, <laughs> drinking their beer, eating their food. was like, woo, man. Yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll see. Um, so, yeah, so playoff um, seedings are still trying to shake out. Uh, the AFC is a little – AFC has four or five teams that could be in or out based off of the results for the games tomorrow. So – I guess when you look at the NFL scheduling, um, they got it right because all these games matter. Uh, unfortunately for the fans, the Sunday night game is the Washington football team and the Dallas Cowboys. Um, the Eagles. Yeah. I'm sorry, what? Oh, yeah. Uh, Eagles. Washington, Washington Eagles. Eagles. Dallas, plays, Dallas plays the Giants earlier in the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So – um, if Washington wins, they're in. They released Dwayne Haskins this week coming off of uh, his strip club incident and being maskless and other off-the-field stuff. Uh, it's rare that a team will cut a first-round draft pick a year after they draft him. So, In season. <laughs> in season. Yeah. Um, yeah. Playoff run, too. Playoff, playoff. run, yeah. Now, you know, Alex Smith is banged up. He might not play. So you're looking at Tyler Heineke to be your starting quarterback for a win and you're in playoff game for the Washington <laughs> football team. Regardless of, who, regardless of who wins and gets in from that division. Um, one and done. Not only are they one and done, uh, Cam Warrior, go Cowboys. I can't believe I'm saying this, but go Eagles. <laughs> <laughs> As a, cow, as a cowboy, as a cowboy's homer there, um, cowboys homer there. You know, I hey, that, hey, we don't like the cowboys here. You know, <laughs> yeah, but, you know, for the first for the first time ever, regardless of who wins and gets in from the NFC East, for the first time ever, a team that started two and seven will make the playoffs. And host the home playoff game. Who are you picking? I don't give a shit. They all suck. <laughs> <laughs> don't care. <laughs> they all suck. They're all gonna lose. It doesn't matter. Sorry to the Cowboys guy, yeah, but I'm I'm going with the with the Washington team. I want to see them in it. Team also, their defense is better. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't matter. I, I think the, the worst, the worst thing that could happen, and it's because of people that are Cowboys fans. If the Cowboys win, and I'm you know, like Skip Bayless, for example, if the Cowboys win and get in the playoffs, finishing seven and nine and host the home playoff, oh, yeah. 
Cowboys fans are going to be sticking out their chest and pounding. Look at us. Look at us. You wrote wrote us off all season long. You said we were garbage. Yeah, you are garbage. You play football. football. (laughs) It's going to be the 90s all over again. You're terrible. Like, shut it down. Who cares? That's ridiculous. So, um, they should be all star team. <laughs> <laughs> I'm um, oh, sorry to take it back to college real quick, but did you see uh, Tulsa and uh, Mississippi State brawl after the uh, brawl after the game was over with? No. Yeah, the uh, so that that started pregame warm up wise, and the two dudes that started it all that looked to be very personal. That was not just trash talking before the game. It looks like them two knew each other and had beef. And it whatever beef it was, it sparked off because those two wanted to throw down before the game even started. Um, and it just carried over into the game and built up and built up and built up. And what's sad is is that you know it happened for it happened at the armed forces bowl. Yeah. So you that's that's the bull game that you know that that honors the military members. Um for the people that serve this country and you have these two teams out here fighting after the game, um, just not a good look at all. If you look, the guy who didn't play through the first punch. Yes. uh, Yes. Somebody said that. Yeah. Yeah. The people who was on IR were the ones fighting. Not only that, that, there was a, there was a, a Mississippi State player. I saw the one clip. He did, he did like a running jump kick onto a guy that was on the ground, kicked him, and then ran 20 yards away. Like, you're that guy. You're that guy when that gets a fight. When you're the size of a return, man, you got to you gotta get your shots in hey, and run. Dude. Sounds like someone hey, was looking for Cobra Kai. That's no, what no. I was about to say. He was getting ready for Cobra Kai. <laughs> no, that, 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 that's, like the, that's like the one friend you have that talks all the shit, throws the first punch, and then runs away. And let everybody else deal with the fight. Like, that's what that guy was. Don't be that guy. If you're going to be a guy in a fight and you throw a punch or a kick, then stay in the fight. Don't just throw a punch or a kick and then take off running 25 yards. And, and before him, the Gatorade before the guy who the, uh, the guy before him, Ty whipped him. <laughs> in a fight. Uh, <laughs> and it, was, and it, and it was that bad that they had the state police had to break it up. The yeah. state police. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, not a not a good not a good look at all. Um no. some other quick hits. Um NFL, you know, rumor mills out there. The Steelers will trade for Sam Darnold in 2021 to be no. Ben's successor since the Jets um you know are 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 looking to to draft, I guess either fields you know, or fields, because they're not gonna get Lawrence. Lawrence is gonna go to the Jaguars. So do they draft fields at two? I don't know, but we'll see there. Um, um, that story, came out, story came out that uh, t- uh, TikTok controversy for Juju. Uh, that's been the big talk in, in Pittsburgh recently, but uh, I guess something to do with TikTok and Juju could uh, end up costing the Steelers fines and, and discipline based off of a TikTok video. That he released the the ninety three seven the fan uh, here in Pittsburgh reported the story on Twitter. Um, I know Juju came out and said he's going to stop dancing on logos and, and and all the issues that that caused and created for whatever it's worth. 
I don't buy into it. I mean, he, he was doing it all year long. Like, mm-hmm. it became an issue when they lost three straight. But at yeah. the same time, you know, that, that falls that falls back on what Booger McFarlane, you know, his controversial comments from the other night when saying players, you know, especially African-American players are more worried about building their brand than playing football in the NFL. I don't, you know. He he further explained his comments on the Man to Man podcast. So if you guys haven't watched that and and you want some clarification on that, go ahead and listen to him break down actually with the with the comments met and was it taken out of context a little bit? Yes, because the way he led off his statement, he prefaced it by saying all players, but then boiled it down to African Americans because he is an African American. So he was speaking to them specifically as an African American. Um for what it's worth, listen, the older generation got to realize now more than ever, you're getting younger generations that grew up on social media. They grew up on Instagram. They grew up on Twitter, Facebook, Instastory, you know, TikTok. These kids nowadays, they have as much notoriety and success, Twitch, you know, for, for stuff that they do off the field as much as they do on the field. Yeah. So, you got to be able to to adjust your thinking when you're talking about do they have their priorities straight as far as are they only concerned about football and it's football first. Um, to me, I don't I don't think anything in just for Juju as an example because we're here in Pittsburgh and we've watched him since he's been drafted and everything else. I don't think the TikTok and whatever other social media stuff Juju does takes away from his play on the field. I don't no. think I don't think he puts that stuff above football vice versa. I think you got to be able to strike while the iron's hot and especially if you look at the total length of an NFL career, if you can establish yourself for life after football mm-hmm. based off of what you do while you play football, then more power to you. Because we we know the horror stories about once people leave the NFL, once they're done playing, a lot of players go broke. They they don't save their money. They don't spend. They don't plan for life after football. If if these kids coming in, and this also ties back into the college game with now players being able to be paid for their likeness. So having a brand, which is your likeness, your name on the back of your jersey, is now something that you get paid for while you're in college. So when you come into the pros, you have a brand established based on your name and what you do in college. Mm -hmm. So there's going to be a trend that shifts in the NFL with these players because they're now being able to get paid for their name and likeness, which wasn't there before. So I think the conversation is going to have to change as far as you know, people with the priorities, hey, it's football 24-7 and nothing else. Well, that that conversation gotta gotta change. There's there's new factors added into that equation. Yeah. Um that, that come down a line. I don't know if you guys have any thoughts on that, but to me a lot of people who say eight uh sleeping eight football their whole career. Not many. That I mean you turn it off once you need a building. It's. I mean, for some, it's like it's like any other job. Like 
at times, you know, you hate it, even though you are playing a game. And that could be true for any any sports league, not just the NFL. Um, but I just think that the conversation in the next couple of years is going to continue to change because of the things that are coming down the line. So that old school mentality of whether it's baseball 24-7, basketball, football, eat, sleep, breathe, that's all you think about, that's all you work on, that's all you do. I think those conversations are going to have to change based off of the added factors that come with young people and what they're able to do with the platforms that they have as individuals moving forward. I'll be a dumb mark here, but I'll sit there and say, like, if if we were just talking about the four of us and you got in trouble at work for being on TikTok, I'd sit there and say to you, you're not a, you're not a teenage girl, get off TikTok. But these got these, any athlete, they're not just sports players. They're influencers online too. So, you know, they're, they're representing brands other than their own personal brand. And it's, you know, it, it gets people talking. They, they get their fans and everybody watching stuff. So I see why, you know, they are on there. And yeah, I, I agree. I think that the conversation will change. It's just like what we have talked about with wrestling and, you know, t- uh, and Twitch and stuff like that and those types of streaming platforms that they need to get with the times on it. And I think just every other sport needs to do the same thing as well. Yeah. So just, it, I mean, it's interesting stuff and it, it's something that you can, you're going to have to pay attention to because it is part of the sporting landscape now. Um, it, it's not something that's just hidden. Like, I mean, Juju's still under what he's still under 24 years old. So like, yeah, he's been in the league for four years, but he came in at 19. Mm-hmm. So, you know what I mean? Like, that's that that's his generation in a you know in a nutshell. Like, you can't absolutely you can't, you can't change that. That's what they grew up on. It's different now. Um, right or wrong, good or bad, it does it doesn't matter. It's part of the equation. So, you got to you got to look into those things and, and factor that into it. Um, anything else? Hit- I'd rather him be doing than throwing furniture off a balcony. <laughs> I mean, you know, going out there getting in trouble, you know, like some other people punching girls in the face and all that stuff. <laughs> and, and and you know, Juju gets a lot of of attention here in Pittsburgh, and you know whether you know people people like Mark Madden or other other radio hosts who who feel that it's not always genuine and sincere. The stuff that he does, the stuff that he posts, um, it, it's due to, to get attention and light on him um, for what it's worth. But I, I, I don't know, like it's such a, I don't want to say it's a, it's a, it gotta be an all or nothing category. I don't think that's the case. You're going to have to live with it because it's part of everyday life for people now, especially younger people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, is, is he posting these things to call it not genuine? Or is other people? What's that? Is he posting these things to call it not genuine or is it other people? So, I mean, what? When he's about the layaway, he's not there with a cell phone, with a, with, a, with a cell phone, like, hey, taking a selfie, I just paid everybody's layaway, look at me. You're getting well, other people's reports. I mean, I, I don't know if it's him having like him being recorded and and showing that he's doing it or if it's Mm -hmm. other people recording it and putting it out there and he's just putting it on his page himself Mm -hmm. um 
but it, it's been called into question. Like, hey, are you like, are you doing it because you're genuine and you're doing it and you want to show that you're genuine in doing it, or are you doing it because you know it'll get you talked about and more people will know Juju Smith Schuster based off of not only what you do on the field, but what you do off the field. So it's like everything else, you know, people are going to call in the question for for lack of being right or wrong. People will always attack your character and your intentions when you do something good, because for whatever reason, nowadays when you see stuff and people do stuff, do good things on social media, it's looked at as, Oh, look at me. I'm doing something good. Mm -hmm. Trying, you know what I mean? Like, A lot, of, a lot of companies have had this this issue, you know, like they always fight, have that internal fight of do we let people know we're doing something like for charity or or do we put it out there like, you know, a lot of companies will sit there and say, no, we're going to do it in the dark and not tell anybody that we're doing it. Um, you know, and maybe they do it anonymously. And, and there's a lot of players that do it that way. Yeah. You know, there's there's a ton of players that that have initiatives and, and foundations and everything else, stuff that you don't ever hear about. Mm-hmm. And then, but then when you publicize it, people can jump on board or you see people follow a trend mm-hmm. to do it. More right. people pass out turkeys or something like that. Yeah. And I think that's why a lot of companies do like publicize it now because they want people to know that, Hey, we're working with this, with this organization. And we think that you should as well, you know, get more attention for them. Um, it, it, it's a catch 22, no matter what, what you do. It is you're and it, it's it's like everything nowadays. Um, people, for whatever reason, whether it's you know, athletes, celebrities, whatever, like no matter what's done or what's said, you're gonna have people automatically rush to be on one side or the other. Um, as far as like, hey, good job, you did that, great, awesome, look at this person, you know, or it's gonna be. This isn't who you truly are. You're doing it for clout. You're chasing, mm-hmm. you know, like it's never just looked at as like, okay, somebody is doing something good just because they wanted to do something good. I don't know Juju personally. I have no idea who he is. Never met the man. Cannot tell you anything. What I do know from what I see is that for being as young as he has, since he's come to Pittsburgh, he's done things to help out around the community. Mm-hmm. Um Zach Banner is another Steelers player that, that got a lot of flack for stuff that he's done on social media. Um, good and bad. And, you know, I, I just – you can't always just assume that somebody's doing something good because they want recognition and clout or they're doing it to keep up appearances. Like, it's, it's, hard to, it's hard to say what's true and what's not true as far as who's genuine and who's not. Mm-hmm. The fact that – you know, players are, are paying off layaways at Walmart or used to go into Toys R Us with, you know, kids from underprivileged areas or whatever, or boys and girls clubs, YMCA clubs. Like, you know, players would take kids on shopping sprees for Christmas. Like, we see things and, you know, a lot of times it's from players that come from areas that had nothing growing up. And they now have the ability to give back. Um, Santonio Holmes was on the Pat McAfee show this week and a lot of, a lot of the time here spent in Pittsburgh for Santonio was marred with 
you know, mar- getting, you know, arrested for marijuana and, and other things like that and everything else. Um, but listening to him talk on that interview, and if you haven't seen it, go back and, and search it out on YouTube. Um, it was a really good interview. But listen to him talk. I got, I got the feeling and the sentiment that this is how a lot of people who are like him and grew up where he grew up feel. He said, I, you know, I was given the ability to play a game, to have a platform, to do what I love. After coming from an area where people don't come out of those circumstances in that situation. So what I knew that I had to do was give back. Did I screw up in my younger years? Yes. Am I now doing things the right way and on the right path? Yes. Am I looking to make a difference with my foundations and trying to give back to kids that are at risk that so they don't make the same mistakes as me growing up? Yes. And to me, that's that's all part of the growth process of an individual as they get older and they mature. Mm-hmm. Like just because these are young athletes making millions of dollars, don't expect them to hit some potholes in life. Like nobody's perfect. We all do it. Uh, it is what it, it, it's part of growing. That's how you mm-hmm. grow. That's how you build a, a, you know, your character, you face adversity, you go through hard times. Um, not saying that cancer, cancer culture, shouldn't have its place with certain things, you know, when certain aspects of life or sports or whatever comes down, like there's certain things. Yes, absolutely are wrong and dead wrong. And will never, never change from that. But at the same time, people are going to make mistakes. People are going to grow and learn from it. So if they see that and they continue to grow and improve while giving back, isn't that what we ask of anybody? Not, not just a celebrity, a sports athlete or, any other title or gamut you want to give to an individual? No. Everybody likes a comeback story. Especially in the U.S., right? The underdog, yeah. underdog is always, you know, always propped up in, in someone or something that we get behind. You know, you mm-hmm. love the underdog. You love the the resurrection, the comeback, the change, the metamorphosis. Um, so, yeah, but. I know we got a little bit deeper than just the normal sports conversation here, but there was stuff that came up that, you know, makes you think, going back to the whole Charles Barkley comment, I'm not a role model. Well, it's my tagline. Yeah, yes and no. Like, <laughs> you can you can have that conversation for whatever you think, but, I mean, take it for what it's worth. Um, if people are doing things, you know, let them let them do things. Don't just automatically judge based off of what they do. That's just my two cents on it and, and what I'll take away from it. So, all right. Anything else uh, for sports this week? Yeah, I just saw on sports that uh, Tom Herman got fired from Texas, and now they're looking at Steve Sarkeesian, um, at Bama's offensive coordinator, as their head coach. Uh, Sarkeesian, Sarkeesian has been great as Alabama offensive coordinator. He was not good at Washington or USC. Yeah, uh, he wasn't. I, mm-hmm. I don't. I don't think he's head coach material. Um, I don't think Texas will benefit from that hire if they do that. Um, but that is what it is. So we'll see what that. We'll see what the fallout is from that. Um, mm-hmm. Be interested to see where coaches land and move to, so on and so forth. As we all know. Um, Especially after tomorrow, week seventeen, usually comes Black Monday for NFL coaches. We'll see who gets fired and who stays. So, all right. Anything else for this week in sports? 
Uh, Trash just uh, declared for the draft, so that's a QB in there. If Mason yeah, a lot of people, a lot of people are saying the Steelers should look at him um, as a late round, first round pick at quarterback for Ben's replacement. Listen, Mason Rudolph is not the guy. He showed that last yeah. year. I want to see Duck tomorrow. Not the guy. So <laughs> you, you got you got Duck will sling it. <laughs> you owe you owe you owe Ben a lot of money next year. Um, and hey, I know he's been your franchise quarterback, but. But the Steelers have done this before, right? You did it with probably the most beloved Steeler of all time and Troy Polamalu. Said, hey, Troy, time to retire. <laughs> Even though you think yeah. you can play some more, it's time to retire. Um, maybe after this year, the Steelers really need to have that hard look at Ben and go, hey, you're owed $41 million. Um, after all we've done for you as an organization, why don't you do us a solid and retire? And then you go yeah. into rebuilding mode with a with a rookie quarterback. I think you can give yeah, one more year. Huge. <laughs> He's half the a cap next year. Yeah, so that is what it is there. But we'll see. All right. So I believe that's it. We can wrap up this week in sports. All right, everybody, thanks for tuning in to episode 18 of the Dumb Marks podcast. Uh, if you tuned in Facebook, Twitter, uh, YouTube, wherever you saw us today, thank you for tuning in. Thanks to everybody that left a comment as well. Um, you know, especially after, uh, like, we normally post these on Monday to go to go live on podcast platforms. They'll still be there. So you can watch us or listen to us on demand whenever you feel like it. Yep, feel free to reach out. Um Follow us on all social medias. Email us at dumbmarkspod at gmail.com. Let us know thoughts, feelings on the show. We want to make this as interactive as possible. Thanks to everybody that tuned in. Appreciate you guys throwing comments up there. Love the the feedback and the back and forth. We want to make this this episode and and this show going forward as interactive as possible. It's just four dumb marks shooting the shit on Mm -hmm. the stuff that we see during the week. We appreciate you guys tuning in. Hopefully we can educate you on some stuff. We are by no means experts, and none of us stayed at a Holiday Inn Express last night. But uh, we'll continue to bring you uh, our thoughts and feelings on on stuff throughout the week as we move forward. Anybody got your final thoughts here for the week? So one thing uh, I didn't bring up in wrestling was, uh, you know, there's a few people in wrestling that I, you know, I look at and, think of that their opinions are actually decent opinions. And two of them are Paul Heyman and Jim Ross. And me. <laughs> WWE Jason is not on that <laughs> one. <laughs> <laughs> and this week I noticed that the two of them, uh, Paul Heyman and Jim Ross, both retweeted uh, University of Central Florida uh, star. His name's Parker Boudreaux. Um, on his Twitter page, he goes by the next big thing, and dude looks like a next Brock Lesnar. He is a. I, I thought it was Lesnar's kid. Yeah, that's how much they look alike. Like if Brock got a random kid running around, this <laughs> is it. It is a spitting image of Lesnar. Now, yeah. whether or not whether or not he pans out, we'll see. Even if he decides to get into the business, we'll see. But so where he goes to school is in Orlando. So if WWE hasn't already brought him into the performance tra- performance center just to see what he can do, I'd be surprised. But maybe they can't because he's still in college, right? Um, but I 
you know, if if Jim Ross and Paul Heyman are both looking at him, I'm going to keep my eyes on him as well. Yeah, and Heyman said, this is not a spoiler. This is a fact. Mark this down. This Save this tweet for historical purposes yeah. so you can reference it back. I'm calling it now. This kid is going to be it. So, What was his first name? Parker. Parker. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Donald? Uh, three predictions for wrestling for me for the year. Um, I think Christine and Alexa Bliss, uh, they'll both be holding the titles together at some point. So Fiend WWE title, Alexa women's title, give that a thing. I think uh, Jay White and Kota Ibushi will be the rivalry of the year coming in New Japan. And oh, yeah. I also think um, if WWE keeps going on the same mediocre path that they're going, I'm thinking the board and the networks will demand a major change somewhere. Oh, okay. Okay. Donald's throwing out a little Nostra Donald. There you go. Throwing <laughs> out the predictions. I like it. I like oh, it. We got this on video too, so we can definitely go back and reference this. Nice. <laughs> Jay, what do you got? What do I got? What prediction wise? Or just final thoughts, whatever. I don't have any final thoughts, man. Just glad to be here. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, that to make sure that AEW is always second to WWE, right? <laughs> oh, it, it's always going to be, as long as I'm watching. <laughs> I'm sure there's stuff that I want to see in in all of professional wrestling this year. I would love to see WWE get better. You know, whether it's the board or the networks that require it, the board usually doesn't require anything from the company. Um, it, I think the networks might, you know get down on Vince a little bit more than before. Yeah, they're making their money. You know, Vince makes some money, so they're happy. Um, but, yeah, WWE needs to do something, and hopefully 2021 will be the year. In 2021, I want to see more shitting on companies uh, as much as we do on WWE. <laughs> like I said before, you'll call bullshit here, call it here. <laughs> All down the line. All right? Going forward. What's bullshit was your Baron Corbin Roman Reigns dog food match was being match of the year. That's what <laughs> And your rankings take from last week was bullshit. You've been called out twice on your bullshit. <laughs> oh, man. No, it's still bullshit. The rankings oh, started zero this week, so we can go from there. <laughs> Okay, yeah. oh, and for me to end it, I'm, I know I'm going to have more about it on next week, but if you are going to watch that Legends thing on Raw on Monday, you are nothing but a Pirate fan. <laughs> same, <laughs> same thing. You go to the baseball game for fireworks and that stuff, you're watching Raw just for Legends. You're the same person. Yeah, you're going to you're going to PNC Park for Free Shirt Fridays. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's that's mm-hmm. what you're going <laughs> you got a running back thing here at the end of the show. Nice. Oh, I'm going to tell you the same thing I told Steve last week after after the ranking segment. Go check your blood pressure. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Um, I don't got any final thoughts this week. Um, I, you know, I, I think I've talked enough during this show, but um, I did feel normally. Normally, I end the show with a positive, positive quote, positive tweet, something for you to chew on and, and stew on during the week. Um, whether you apply it to your life or not, that's completely up to you. 
uh, going forward this year. I'll continue to do that just as something to end the show on a positive note with. But given the circumstances of this past week, I feel like this tweet um, should be read because there is advice in this tweet, even though it's reference to a wrestling storyline. So I'm going to read the tweet from Brody Lee from October 6th of 2020, the night before the dog collar match. The magnitude of tomorrow night's match is certainly not lost on me. These are exactly the moments I signed up for. The gravity of it all is welcome and embraced. Big boy champ shit. Let's fucking go. Live your heart and never follow. And with that, stay on your big boy champ shit. Live your heart. Never follow. Thanks for tuning in. We'll check-ins around the way.